Hello everyone, this is Weekly Wholesome Words with Pastor Josh. Today I want to look at a matter here in Romans chapter 13. Paul writes in verses 11 through 14, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Uh, this passage is a unique passage because it's something that we uh, should have anticipated from something else that we've been educated in already in the book of Romans. If you turn back to Romans chapter 8, when Paul's establishing us in the issue of what it means to be a son and daughter of God and to be one of God's elect for his plan and purpose that he has, that is to conform us to the image of his dear son, he explains that there are going to be three major forms of obstacles that we're going to face in this process. The very first obstacle we're going to face is ourselves. We are our own worst enemy. Um, and is he, he's describing that in verses 31 through 39 here in Romans chapter 8. Also, the world is going to be an enemy, and then the adversary. And in regards to speaking about the adversary being an obstacle, being a means by which to uh, that, that's going to be utilized, the adversary is going to utilize to separate us from being conformed to the image of Christ, from being separated from the love of Christ. He explains something. Look at verse 35. He says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. When you have that issue of a conqueror, you have an issue of a fight, a battle, a warfare, that Paul and our Heavenly Father is anticipating. And Paul's explaining... And again, our Heavenly Father is explaining in advance that we are going to enter into a battle. We are going to enter into contention with the adversary. There's just no way around it. That when we are taking active participation in our conformity to the image of Christ, we are going to enter into battle. We are going to enter into cont contention with the adversary and especially the adversary's cohorts, the principalities and powers at his disposal. But our Heavenly Father is educating us in advance that even though there's gonna, the adversary is going to utilize his cohorts through these various means of tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, and sword against us to separate us from the conformity to the image of Christ, he says that in all these things we can be a more than conqueror through him that loved us. In other words, God utilizes the fight. God utilizes the war. God utilizes the battle and the contention for our good, for his profitability, as well as for ours. We can be a more than conqueror through these things, through him that loved us in these things. And therefore, we should expect from these fundamental matters here in Romans 8 that not only are we going to face ourselves, be our own worst enemy, not only are we going to face the world, but we're going to face the adversary and his cohorts through the various means in which they're going to try to utilize uh, to separate us from the love of Christ, separate us from God's purpose to conform us to the image of his son, to the fullness that we can reach.
And that's what really comes up here in Romans chapter 13 and what I wanted to take a look at. Everything from Romans 12, verse 3, all the way up until this point, Romans 13 and verse 11, has been priming us, has been instructing us, and getting us ready, basically our boot camp, to get us ready to fight and to, to, to enter into contention with the adversary. And that's what Paul's bringing up here, especially when you get to verse 12. He says, the night is far spent. The night is a, is a description of what the adversary has produced in this world. It's not the day, it's, it's the night. But Paul explains, our Heavenly Father explains, it is far spent. That a lot of the night has, has run its course. It's not fulfilled. The night isn't fully spent, but it is far spent. He says, the day is at hand. And he says, in light of that, he says, let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And folks, it's these works of darkness that the adversary has concocted, he has manufactured and propagated in the world that we once partook of and that we as believers can still partake of. And our Heavenly Father wants us to be able to know what these works of darkness are. Notice he doesn't say sin here. He's not just talking about sin. Or he's not just talking about the sin nature. He's talking about works that the adversary has produced that cater to our sinful nature. And folks, it's these works of darkness produced by him who has the power of darkness, Luke 22 and verse 53, that's the adversary, that Paul's explaining now that we want to cast them off. And how we're going to cast them off is basically we're going to we're going to repudiate them. We are going to uh, acknowledge and voice our disgust of them and our desire to have no part with them. And folks, when these things are the, the, the major components of the adversary's night, they're the, they're the gears that keep the night going. When we cast them off, we by default are going to put on the armor of light. And we are therefore going to be the light. And folks, when you have darkness and, you, and, and light in the midst of that darkness, not only are you making manifest some things, not only are you making visible some things, but you yourself, as you're going to put this light on as its armor, you yourself become visible. You yourself become manifest and manifest and visible to the darkness. And it's going to be at this point, folks, in our godly edification, in our conformity to the image of Christ, that just as the, the Lord Jesus Christ himself had to enter in contention with the adversary, in fact, he was doing that when he was casting out the devils there, and he was casting out adversaries' cohorts, that we partake in an aspect of that now in the dispensation of grace. And when we cast off the works of darkness, when we repudiate these works of darkness and therefore put on the armor of light, we are going to grab the attention of the adversary. If you look at 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy in chapter 3, he also mentions this in 1 Timothy. But in, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 4, 
Paul ends by writing in verse 9, he says, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith henceforth, God, and so on. He says, I've fought a good fight. That fight, folks, again, begins over there in Romans chapter 13. And notice what he says at the end of the book of Romans. Look at Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16, and, and look what he says here in verse 20. He says, um, let's start in verse 19. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. And every time you talk about those issues of sufferings, you're talking about the adversary bringing those things upon Paul and those around him. And that was, that was the fight that they were involved in, who they're encountering. Now, the adversary utilizes men, but the one who's behind it is his principalities and powers. It's his cohorts. Well, just as over here in Romans 13, we get an armor, a piece of armor, the very first piece of armor, we get the, the armor of light. Eventually, when we advance on in our edification and therefore the, the, the fight increases, we need more armor. And that's why Paul's going to talk about here in Roman, or I'm sorry, in Ephesians chapter 6, in verse 10. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And that's who we're dealing with. He says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and uh, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, there it is, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he, and he says, Whereon, he says, Wherefore take unto the whole armor of God. And here we take on the whole armor. If you back up to um, chapter 5 there of Ephesians, look what he says here in verse 11. He says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Before we were casting them off, now we have no fellowship with them. He says, because that's what they are, they're unfruitful. He says, but rather reprove them. And he says, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. It's almost like before we were we were reputing of them, we would speak of them and, and, and how um, what they're involved in and, and how bad they were, that they were works of darkness, that we were casting them off. Now it's coming along and it's like, he's coming along and saying, it's a shame even to speak of those things. And therefore we're going to reprove them. So there's an increase. But that's where the fight begins. Now turn back to Romans 13. And I just briefly want to look at the issue of what these works of darkness are. Look at verse 13 of Romans 13. He says, let us walk honestly as in the day. And he says, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. And there's three categories, two components of in each category, but three categories, rioting and drunkenness, there's one, chambering and wantonness, there's two, and strife and envying, there's three. And folks, this is Paul's equivalent of what, first, of what John says over there in 1 John, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Here you have the lust of the flesh, rioting and drunkenness. You have the, the lust of the eyes, the, the chamber and wantonness, and the pride of life, the, the strife and envying. And it's those things, again, that perpetuate the adversary's night. And as we cast them off, and we, we manifest them for what they are, 
as the works of darkness and therefore as that manifesting uh, issue we are we have put on the armor of light as we are walk honestly as in the day we cast these things off we are to have no part in these issues and again it's not just sin but it's 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 works that the adversary has utilized that cater to our sin nature and if we partake in them we're 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 not only sinning but we're partaking in some particular works produced by the one who has the power of darkness the adversary and and, and his cohorts and Paul exhorts in verse 14 of Romans 13 says put but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ this actually is a further issue of our conformity to the image of Christ entering into this fight casting off these works of darkness putting on the armor of light and therefore we put on the Lord Jesus Christ to this degree and not only do we uh, when he says and make not provision for the flesh this is beyond Romans 6 to fulfill the lust thereof he says make not provision for the flesh we're not even going to provide for these things that's how far removed we want to be from them and if we can get any further removed from them that's what Ephesians chapter 5 is going to talk about reprove them for it is a shame even to speak of those things which they do in secret well the fight gets well underway here and it's going to take more time that's why he explains the far spent issue and in verse 11 he says in knowing the time it's going to take some time in regards to a fight in regards to the battle in fact this is going to take place through the course of the rest of your life and therefore you need to be able to not only perceive time differently but utilize your time differently in fact the timing issue here of knowing the time that now is the high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed is going to be the foundation of what paul says over in ephesians chapter 5 in the context of the works of darkness again he says what he says in verse 15 verse 14 says wherefore he saith awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and christ shall give thee light See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Knowing the time, that now is high time, provides the foundation of eventually in Ephesians chapter 5 of redeeming the time. Well, folks, again, these are just things that um, I want to bring to your attention. Uh, significant things of trying to understand when we actually enter into contention with the adversary. It begins there in Romans chapter 13 at that point in our godly edification. In fact, it is my understanding that there's rules of engagement that need to take place with the, with the Christian. And those rules of engagement are co- coincide with the issue of our the process of our godly edification. And folks, there's so many Christians that aren't even going through that process. And the obstacles they face are not being generated by the adversary. They haven't reached a point in their edification yet, let alone even know what godly edification is, to actually enter into contention with the adversary. And therefore, the things that are taking place are either based upon their, their, their bad decisions, them being their own worst enemy, or they're just things that they face in the world just like every other one, everyone else faces. But oftentimes they credit it to the adversary himself when those things aren't being generated from the adversary. 
Now, eventually, the adversary is going to come in the picture, and that's why I wanted to cover this and go into this a little bit. In Romans 13, that's when the fight begins, and that's when we get ready. And that, we're just putting on the armor at that point in Romans 13. It's not going to be until the, the Romans 16, at the end of Romans 16, that way we actually start to utilize that armor. Not just put it on, but to utilize it to the, the, the fullness that we can. And that's when we're going to, we've grabbed the attention of the adversary, and, and as we start to utilize it, the adversary is free to come against us. And the very things that we're casting off, those works of darkness, are going to be the very things that he utilizes to tempt us in the battle, to get us to partake of those works of darkness and increase them, as it were, and have us give in to them once again. Well, again, these things are just just type issues for us, for, for you to think upon and ponder and meditate and be able to have at least some frame of understanding, frame of reference, when we get to them, when we deal with them at Twin Cities Grace Fellowship. Well, I look forward to next week dealing with more wholesome words, more doctrinal issues for your godly edification again next week. Until then, look up.